deep within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. This is the L joined by RJ Heister. And we are fast forwarding into our dystopian society. And <laughs> oh, every day it's something new, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, um, the apocalypse nears every day. I'm getting ready for it by riding bikes and running away from Shaq. Um, you know, things like that. Like, we, we couldn't have the Blade Runner future where you got flying cars and androids and, and sex robots. No, we get the um, more close to Mad Max where everything's dirty and everyone's poor. Or or, or probably at best, Death Race. So yeah, we are a Jason Statham movie. Oh, that Death Race. I thought you meant the original Death Race was for show. No, it was, the, it was a show. Yeah, yeah, but in the other one, it was a happy show. In this one, it's just murder. Yeah, murder bots, murder cars. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch. I, w- I would definitely watch. We're in the reality TV era. Of course people will watch. No one dies yet, though. I want death on TV. <sighs> that nobody has actually killed a roommate on uh, Big Brother. Or, or oh, wait, real world. They don't do that anymore. Or Survivor. They do real world. They just call it things like Jersey Shore. And, and Snooki got punched. So, I mean, that was a thing. And she married that guy. Wait, really? That's not... She what? didn't marry... No. They got two kids together. No, I got to look that up. The guy who punched her did not... Are you fucking... Are you really? Yeah. Huh. You don't say. That, that's disappointing, and I don't even like Snooki. And he hit her hard, too. He hit her for real. Oh, yeah. He came from Mississippi with that blow. I was like, dude, that is a little woman, and you are a big cock diesel cokehead. Yeah, she's tiny. Wait, so when they met, like, did he just for hitting you, and she was like, you look good, and... I don't fucking know. We've spent too much time on this. I'll Google it later. I'm not from New Jersey, but at least they learn to be civil with each other, I guess. And that's what they're calling for after the Department of Homeland Security's uh, Secretary Christian Nilsgen was heckled out of a Mexican restaurant and Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked to leave the Red Hen restaurant. And Stephen Miller was called a fascist while he was out to, to dinner. Oh, yeah, and we also got Robert De Niro going, fuck Trump, at the Tony Awards. I'm okay with all those things. Yeah, you're, you're not going to hear that many F-bombs at the Tonys. They're usually a little bit more, you know, Dignified. upper crust, and that's, that's good. I might actually watch. Yeah, if we stand fuck Trump on TV, I'll, I'll definitely watch. Was it bleeped out, or did they let it slide? Because it's I don't watch award shows, so I really don't know. I'm sure they bleeped. <laughs> Probably. Um, we even had Maxine Waters and I'm sorry, what's my man name from uh, Lewis from uh, Atlanta, Georgia? He was a civil rights oh, leader. Um, Farrakhan? Is it Ron Lewis? No. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Farrakhan. I said from Atlanta, not the south side of Chicago. You're right. <sighs> um,. Similar place, though. <laughs> uh, they were calling for more letting Trump supporters and yeah. staffers and the re- and all of them know what they're doing to people. Right. They're isolated from the repercussions of what they're doing to the world. And they're all for reminding them. I'm with it. I mean, I it's... With Sarah Huckabee Sanders, it's like you're shoving the bullshit, so we're gonna give it back to you. Not saying she, you know, she's uh, fuck her. Just say fuck her. Pretty much. And what people forget is like it's not like she's just innocently reporting what the president's saying. She's combative, just like Sean Spicer. Like when she gets called on a lie, she doubles down on it and she's condescending to the people that are calling her out. Yeah, and I just want her to realize there are repercussions for that when you this like. We, we see what you're doing. You see it, too, but you're trying to hide behind it because it's your job. No, that's... No, you're going to get called out at my job, and I need you to leave, bitch. 
<laughs> and yeah, and they're saying they're being discriminated against. And I'm like, that's not discrimination. You're being judged by the content of your character. Exactly. Um, and also, we, we go back to back in 2015 where Trump's was on the campaign trail calling for people to be physically assaulted. Yeah. I want to punch him right in the face. Yeah, and then reneging on promises to pay the bail. Yeah. <laughs> and he longed for the days where, where black protesters can, how they used to treat black protesters yeah. back in the day. You mean they used to beat the shit out of us, sick dogs on us, and then water them down the water hoses, and then beat us and whatnot. Those days were pol- now that I'm older and look back at it, now that we have like video evidence of police brutality, the thought that we did not have it in the '60s, I'm pretty sure that a lot of protesters got a lot of shit done to them. Oh yeah, and those were on. Those were showing on network news: the yeah. fire hoses, the dog yeah, attacks. They had footage. But I mean, what didn't get recorded by a group of passerbys is what I'm right. saying. That I mean. And they would do the same like fake news thing where they were like, "Oh, those are just agitators, and that's why they're they're making that up. Those are people that were like inciting violence, and that's why violence is happening against them." So the story hasn't changed. Yeah, it's just now. Yeah, but they, you know, they thought we were happy in our position, or right. at least told themselves that, or didn't really give a shit about how we felt in the whole thing. But yeah, you also got. Trump dehumanizing uh, Mexican and Central Americans and uh, ripping apart their families and can't figure out how to put them back together again. Yeah. And then isn't there, I don't have to, now that we have to look it up every time, like, has it been true that they've lost some of the families? Like, we don't know where your parents are. We, um, they, they are trying, having, from what I understand, are having trouble matching kids up with parents. Oh, that's just fucking wonderful. Because there, there was never any plan to reunite these families. Ew. It was only because of the public outcry, which if it had just come from, quote unquote, the liberals, the left, they wouldn't have cared. But when you had former first lady, you know, um, uh, was it Bush? The, uh, Laura, Bush. Laura Bush. When you have her coming out and saying this is horrible, that's when they started paying attention. Yeah. It, it didn't matter when the actual, you know, Latino Latino people or Mex- people from Mexico started saying stuff. It was only when other conservatives started speaking up. Yeah. Um, back to uh, Trump's campaign trail where his supporters, who call us uh, snowflakes, uh, were wearing shirts that says, she's a cunt, vote for Trump. Pardon ah. my use of the C. Stop laughing at that. Uh, it was catchy. It was catchy. Yeah, uh, Trump, that bitch. Uh that has so many negative connotations. Like, do you mean grab her by the pussy, or do you mean rip her family apart? Okay. Um, and also, uh, Trump 2016, fuck your feelings. Mm-hmm. I like the last part of that. I don't. I, I, I'm okay with that. But the shitty part is, you also got Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and David Axelrod joining voices with Sarah. Huckabee Sanders and Marco Rubio calling for us to be uh, civil and even taking Trump's twisting of Maxine Waters' words, they're co-signing it. Which she did not say go after people with violence. She said get in their face. There's a difference between getting in someone's face and calling them on their bullshit and attacking them physically. Mm -hmm. That's not what she said. But the thing is, they don't want that same kind of treatment coming towards them never they have no skin in the game they don't care Uh, I know a lot of democratic supporters don't believe when we say this or like when we say this but the democratic party has hasn't gave a damn about the black community they barely gave a damn about the uh, LBGTQ community Uh, the Latino community yeah, and I love that's I love that that's conservatives only argument. Like Democrats don't care about you either. Like I know this. I just yeah. want something better. And like, honestly, either no, no, both parties are shitting me. So let's 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 get beyond that. I, I but we're going with the devil we know. At least we know at the Democratic Party. Yeah, they're going to be deporting people too because Obama deported more people. His yeah. administration deported more people than any other. From my understanding, they were felons. Yeah. 
they were, it was more people, but they were more convicted felons. He, he wasn't breaking up families. That's a lie. That's a conservative lie. He was not putting families in cages. He was not breaking up families. That's the difference. Like, we're going to go with the devil we know. We're going to go with the the less destructive devil. Yeah. The, the Republican Party is clearly the more destructive one of Forrest Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fuck up. Yeah, we got one that doesn't give a damn and the other one that actively <laughs> seeks to oppress and fuck us over. Yeah. So who are we going to go with? The one we can at least get a chance to get into and fight for our shit. Speaking of which... On June 26, 2018, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez won the Democratic primary in New York's 4th Congressional District, defeating the 10-year incumbent Democratic Caucus Chair Joseph Crowley in what has been called the biggest upset of the 2018 and, um, midterms. Good uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to mess up this poor lady name a few times because I've been drinking. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez will face the Republican nominee, Anthony Pappas, in the November 6th general election, and he is a long shot and hasn't even started, as of this week, started campaigning. Yeah. Because in that area, they know they're not going to win. Yeah. Uh, they're just there on the ballot with a slim chance. Who knows, maybe her views may alienate some people who knows ocasio cortez is 28 years old puerto rican of puerto rican american descent and was born in the bronx uh, she was the child of a architect who eventually moved them to the borough next to the bronx not borough uh district next to the bronx um she received a ba from boston university and after college, she worked as a bartender in Manhattan. They have been pushing that she was a bartender. That's what she did after school because she had to do that and waitress while her mom drove school buses because the dad passed away and they were fighting for closure on her home. Wow. So, yeah, that whole thing of they elected a 28-year-old bartender. Um why are they making it sound like a bad thing? What's wrong with being a bartender? Yes, I work at a bar, and I can tell you those people work damn hard for what they do. And honestly, to know drinks, is that's goddamn science. So, And actually, whenever I've been to any bar or club, the nicest person there is usually the bartender. Yeah. Like, that's the best person to know. Yeah, they're also trained in making sure you get home safe. So, yeah, props to that. I do appreciate her for being a bartender. She's probably saved lives. Yeah. Also, she had a great ground game. Like, in terms of, like getting the word out about her and I, I'm trying not to compare it to Obama but it's kind of along those same lines Lines, it felt very grassroots like she didn't take any money from any corporation she just got out there and got her name out there well eventually uh, she got with the Sunshine Bronx business incubator and established a publishing firm called Brook Avenue Press that specializes in children literature that portrayed the Bronx in a more positive light um, she worked as the lead educational strategist for Gages and uh, was an educator at a non-for-profit his National Hispanic Institute. In this role, she served as the educational director of the 2017 Northeast Collegiate World Series where she participated in a panel on Latino leadership. Well, goddamn, she's done more in her 28 years in her life than I've done in my 20. 30 years in life. I'm still gonna amazed she's only 28. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, that's kind We're of fucking millennials. We do shit. We do shit. When the good, the, the, the millennials who do shit, they do shit. Um, yeah, she did run a very grassroots campaign. Yeah. And, oh, to what you just said, Maj. No, I said I'm proud of that. I joke about millennials. Oh, yeah. And, but... I think they need to do what she's doing. I'm like, you guys see the world is messed up. My generation can't fix it. We're the ones after the baby boomers. We're we're just trying to stay afloat in it. We've done what we could. It's up to it's up to y'all to take to take up the fight. Y'all have inspired me, you old people. Anyway, um, right, right after she won. They did this whole article about should you vote for millennials? Do you want Congress to be full of more millennials? And I was like, yeah. 
Why not? I want people to run this country who are going to be around to see this country grow, not people who are going to die within the next couple weeks, five years. And eventually you will have to elect millennials. Yeah. <laughs> so sit there and try to, it, it, it goes back to them and their uh, tie. You guys eat tie pods. What do you know about politics? The funny thing that's going to tickle me is that when these when that generation needs nurses, they're going to look towards millennials and people younger than them to take care of them and wipe their asses. So you might want to be nice to us. And when, when they talk about tie pods, it's like, uh, the baby boomers smoke cigarettes without filters. Y'all can't talk about shit. Y'all smoke cigarettes while pregnant. Right? Woo. There it is. Um, back to Ms. Ocasio-Cortez. After finding out she was purged from the New York uh, voter rolls and couldn't vote in the 2016 primary, she worked as an organizer for Bernie Sanders and traveled the country speaking to people in Flint and Standing Rock. And it was her visit to Standing Rock that inspired her to get into politics. Uh, she ran a very grassroots campaign, uh, not accepting any corporate funding and defeated the 10 year incumbent uh, she's a democratic socialist with many far left leaning views such as health care for all and a federal jobs guarantee and while many are excited about her victory uh, okay I am it's a fresh uh, voice it's someone not jaded like I am who wants to make the world a better place I, I, I'm excited for her and I want to see more younger people getting into politics Maja yeah I mean I'm very happy with my generation there are a lot of dope ass people um and yeah like I said the whole thing with like I want to I'm going to be around to watch this world I want it to be a happy place for me and my family and mm-hmm. so why not have more people who are going to live around to see it and we're smart as shit we've had the internet we can fuck we can figure some shit out and my thing about it and no offense to clinton supporters but i'm glad to see someone who doesn't have a name with a bunch of bad history behind it mm-hmm. someone who's who's brand new they don't have like a 40-year history that people can look at yeah i'm like i think it's just the whole grassroots thing that speaks to me because she's doing it by herself and like that's what my generation is known for like you don't have to teach me something i'll figure it the fuck out there's google and internets and just my drive to be a better person yeah but you got not only some conservatives dissing her and trying to paint her win as like oh look at this you also have house minority leader nancy pelosi who was a huge crowley supporter he was like her right hand man said they made a choice in one district so let's not get yourselves carried away as an expert on demographics and the rest of that within the caucus or outside the caucus. I guess she's saying she knows politics better than everybody else. I'm no, she fucking doesn't. Nancy Pelosi doesn't know shit. Nancy Pelosi needs to retire. That's the one thing I agree with conservatives about. Nancy Pelosi needs to go. But I was also disappointed to see that one of our senators, Tammy Duckworth, had a statement. She every now and then comes out problematic as fuck. Yeah, she does. She does a lot. Um, she says, I think it's the future of the party in the Bronx where she is. I think that you can't win the White House without the Midwest, and I don't think you can go too far to the left and still win. Oh, shit. The Midwest. Oh, okay, so that's kind of what, what uh, Pelosi was saying, that they understand how this works and know the overall voters, even though Hillary Clinton, who's oh. a centrist, lost all of those areas. She's a centrist, and she lost to a fucking dumpster fire. She lost to a man who had more scandals than any other presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. I mean, half the things that happened to him would have ended anybody's campaign. Let's remember Herman Cain. Remember Herman Cain? Oh, yeah. Herman Cain fucked everyone. Okay? (laughs) And Trump did shit that would make Herman Cain blush. And he still won the White House. Hillary Clinton lost to somebody who never should be in the White House. Yeah. So, don't... I don't want to hear about you can't go far left. Yes, you can. You can do it. Like, Trump has changed everything. You can be a far left socialist and you could probably win the White House. Yeah, he went super far right. He went so far right, he can own white supremacy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like, no past president endorsed him. That's how far right he went. 
Like, even George W. Bush did not endorse him. Um, Mr. Ocasio-Cortez had a simple comeback for Ms. Duckworth. With respect to the senator, strong, clear advocacy for the working class isn't just for the Bronx. She tweeted towards Nancy uh, Pelosi and listed uh, primary wins in Michigan, Minnesota, Kansas, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Indiana. She then went on to say, we then lost several of those states in the general. So what's the plan to prevent a repeat? That was... Woman, you oh goddamn. Yeah, because I would have pretty much been like, "Shut the fuck up, you guys lost 26." Listen, that bitch, kiss my whole ass. <laughs> um, be straight up Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give give a buck fifty right across the cheek. <laughs> oh no, no buck fifties, no buck fifties. Uh, uh, like this, <laughs> like this, bitch, like this shit. A, a, a buck fifty is when you get cut in the face with a razor blade, <laughs> which requires fifty stitches. Is that like the, the yeah. like what happened to the Joker? That whole like they called the Glasgow no. smile. Ah, but no, he was an Iraq War veteran. Okay. In the movie, there's we we're led to believe that the Joker and in the, the Joker, Suicide Squad movie. No, no, the Joker and Nolan. Um, Batman shows you. I never got that either. All right, I'll show you uh, like a, a fan theory that says he's an Iraq. Oh, okay, no, nah, that's all. Just shut up. Uh, nah, I nah. believe fan theories the day I goddamn died because fans know about. That's how I knew Stan Lee was a watcher because of a fan theory. Well, that's, that was. As I was saying, uh, so it, now it begins to be a. We saw the the, the fight between the uh, centrist Republicans and the Tea Party. And now it's time for the Democrats' turn. I am an even though what Trump does is going to take decades to fix, I'm all for bringing in young millennials to fix it who will be here to fix it. Yeah. I never thought I'd say this because you know my feelings about Bernie Sanders, but we need far-left socialists. We, I don't care. Go far-left. Because centrism is not working. Hillary Clinton, nobody liked her. Nobody in nobody voting liberal liked her. Like people held their nose and voted for her, but everybody else just stayed home. Yeah, everybody else just stayed home because they did not want to vote that. Yeah. The Nancy Pelosi days are done. Yeah. Let go of centrism. Just let it go. Yeah, you can't have like a a career politician anymore because there's so much things we can look at and be like, you know, she might be a better option than Trump, but I know about what she said. I know her policies. I know that she's not the the candidate for me. I mean, yeah, conservatives, you have that against yeah. me that, yeah, she was a Clinton, and yeah, do you know how many black people she put behind jail? Mm-hmm. I get that, and that's why I'm not voting for someone who can condone it. I want someone who, like this, I, not uh, Alexander, I, damn, calling her by a first name feels weird, but Alexandria, because I can't, yeah. And, and you're not voting for... Ocasio-Cortez. Thank you. And you're not voting, like we talked about, I think we talked about this in another episode, is like, you're not voting for someone that's telling you, wait till next time, like, let's just get you know, the moderate stuff done and let's just wait till next time to work on income inequality and all this other stuff and gay issues. It's like, no, work on it now. Yeah. Work on it now. We're not waiting anymore. Yeah. I want someone who's been in the similar situation to me to understand exactly where I'm coming from. So for her to have, go to school and work a job and watch your mom drive a bus so you can make sure you have a house, that's some real-ass shit. You're a real-ass yeah. person. I want real-ass people to run my country. She, yeah, She's someone who is involved in her community and know the struggle. She's not a person from money who got into politics. She's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Privileged. Right. She's not a privileged person. She worked her way up. Like pretty much every other politician, even Trump, yeah. have all come from privilege. Yeah. All right. Um, anybody got anything else to say before we go into some less <sighs> topics? I'm good. Um. Fuck you, Pelosi. That's oh, all hey. Well, tell us how you really feel, Heisner. I, I felt that way. Like, you could probably cut this out, but some of my friends actually met her, and she is the phoniest of phony politicians. She is Mariah Stokes. Mm. She is so phony. She is like that, hey, how's it going? And then she really doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> yeah, she is, she is like the phoniest of um, sideshow phonies. She is just terrible. All right. Um... Speaking of things that uh, upset Heister, we're going to follow up on a story from last episode um, about a young Mr. 
Abramovitz, who lost his chance to study with a world-famous clarinet player because his girlfriend of five months deleted the exception letter and forced a (laughs) rejection email. Fuck her. This fucking bitch. Thank you. I couldn't have said it more better. I could have said it better, but you got it. Um, he eventually sued her and won $250,000 after he found out what she did. Um, but I did a little digging and a follow up on, uh, how his life is going after he earned his degree from McGill uh, university. Uh, he was still determined to study with, uh, Mr. Gillard, the world famous clarinetist. He entered a two year Cert- certificate program, which was, you know, not full pay- fully played, yeah. and was able to study a couple of a few times, just not so much one on one with him. Um, upon their second meeting, him and the uh, clarinet player, mm-hmm. he was like, "Why did you reject reject me?" He's like, "Reject you? Why did you reject me?" And that led them, along with a friend of his, to research everything, and they found out. What she did to, uh, so that's how you found out. Yeah, that's how they were able to like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. He he went and met the guy. He was paying his way. He was working his way through it. But yeah, they found the account that she created to reject them with and all that. Um, but don't feel so bad for Mr. Abramovitz. He is now, uh, the prominent. E flat clarinet player with the Toronto Symphony and has a new lady friend and says he has become a much better judge of character. So he's still doing things. He, hey, he was young. He learned some life lessons. Good for him. And I hope that every day that he's happy, he sends her an email just saying, "Look, this could have been your life. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you could have been sucking on his clarinet's dick." Well, not that part. Just like whenever he's traveling any place great with his girlfriend, it's like, look, we're here in Paris. You're not. You could have been on his dick in Paris. <sighs> okay. It's good to have you back, my Jay. Did I tell you that? Um, let's go to another side of the world, to India. The State Bank of India says that a rat somehow got into an ATM machine and ate over $17,000 worth That's of rupees. motherfucking I I, I bullshit. Heard I heard about this. Didn't the rat die after they ate all the money? Yes, it died. In yeah. the Wait, so this is a real thing? Yep, he got in and just ate a bunch of money and died. Shredded it all up and died. That rat is living his best life. <laughs> Good for him. He yeah, lived he, his best life. He some the, the rat somehow got to the ATM machine past a bunch of security cameras. It was on some Mission Impossible shit. He knew what the fuck he wanted. Like I'm, I'm eating this fucking money. Well, we should all figure out the best way to go out. <laughs> he wanted to go out eating all the money. <laughs> wow, maybe he was a. Well, in India, they believe that animals are like reincarnated spirits, and what if? He was a reincarnated spirit trying to send the world a message. And it's actually good luck for rats to, like, crawl all over you in that country. That's actually considered good. Yes. <laughs> I only know this because of the, the uh, Tori Amos video from, like, the 90s where she had the rats crawling all over. I remember that one. Yeah, that still kind of messed me up. Um, but they they say all <laughs> that they also learned that they have to secure the machines better to make sure rats can't disconnect their bones and crawl in. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So if a rat that's a reincarnated spirit dies, what happens to it? Now I got to look that up. Does he become a banker? Oh, shit. Or a lawyer? Oh, shit. A good lawyer. I know lawyers. Lawyers are cool. Some lawyers. I know some very good lawyers too. Shout out Kevin and Kelly. Uh, <laughs> you know, son, you want to shout, shout out? out Aubrey for going through your bar. You got this, and shout out Lamont Williams for making a difference. You millennial, you do shit. I don't have any lawyers to shout out, but I don't have a problem with lawyers. We can get you one. You just got to do a crime or two. <laughs> I mean, just you one. don't have to do that to get a lawyer, man. You got to do goose coats. Damn. There you go. You got to do goose heist. Heist. The heist of the coats. 
Oh, speaking of heist, I need y'all help with something. All right, so my plan for a heist is to kidnap Drake's barber. So I think us three, and I probably need a good three more dudes, and we we won't hurt him in anything. We'll just make him give us all perfect haircuts like he give Drake. That's that's all I want. We'll even give him some money. Y'all down? Or you can just get a different barber. I want Drake's barber. I want the or Steve Harvey's, one of the two. I'm I'm not really a fan of Drake's haircuts. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm in the well, excuse me for having a special needs hairline that requires some expert attention. I don't, I, I kind of hoped y'all like would support me with this, but no, I'll, no, I'll I don't get no look. I'll support you for your hairline. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for mine though. Yeah, my hairline. I'm okay with my hairline. It can be for I yours. Have, we can, we can I, have, you I have a decent head of hair. Okay. All right. I look like Jesus. Okay, um, moving on to another story. Let, let's let's go to drugs. How about oh, drugs? Yes. Dude, I love, drugs? You know I love drugs. drugs all the drugs, awesome. uppers, downers, lefters, righters, all them. Drugs are awesome. <laughs> nice. Who has ever taken drugs and been like, no, I don't want to do that again? Me. I mean, often. Never done heroin. A man in Florida reeled in something very unexpected while fishing on his birthday. Was it weed? Jorge Bastamante caught a large bale of marijuana in the waters off Pompano Beach, roughly 11 miles north of Fort Lauderdale. That's a great day. What the fuck do you mean a good day? That's the best day ever. Almost better than watching your kids being born. (laughs) He notified the Coast Guard. You son of a bitch. You fucking narc. These people and they're fine. I hate people who find drugs. They always turn it in. Why? <laughs> flip that shit. Make you flip. just flip it. Just take it home. Call some guys. You know, you know some millennials. We can find a way to get them drugs to people. That's like the people that find the bags of money. It's like, oh, I have to find out who owns this. No, keep it. Well, it just keep it. It, it, it. If yeah, if it's like yeah. So I have two stories after this story. Well, one story. Well, he notified the Coast Guard, but not before he was able to take some photos with the big catch. Yeah, yeah, that's the same. Uh, He reportedly joked that the package was his Pablo Escobar birthday present, while authorities dubbed it the Square Grouper. Yeah, they've been calling barrels of marijuana Square Groupers all the time. That's nothing new. Um, But wasn't Pablo Escobar's thing cocaine? Yeah, well, Pablo loved his weed. Oh, okay. Also, I have a follow-up story to this, if you don't mind me interjecting a story. Go right ahead. All right, then. So, speaking of which, finding finding bundles of marijuana, an, old, an elderly couple ordered three bins. When they got home and they received the bins, they were like, these bins are kind of fucking heavy. Opened them up, 65 pounds of compressed and packaged marijuana. Well, shit. These motherfuckers called the cops and was trying and gave it back. Also, at the same time, calling Amazon and being like, yo, you gave us a lot of weed. We need to send this back. Amazon reportedly responded with, we don't know how to take care of this. Here's a $150 gift card. I will. I will, uh, I will. What? Yes. An investigation is ongoing right now to find out where the weed came from. So it's one of those dudes at the Amazon uh, plant that's abused and underpaid is also shipping out weed. To supplement his income. I'm going to go home and order like 30 bins and see which one of them comes home with marijuana. It's the mystery bin. <laughs> that's a wild that? one. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I heard it this morning. I was like, that's a great story to hear. This one has exotic animals in it. <laughs> Honestly, if you were ballsy enough, you definitely could. Like, just look for the... If someone orders three bins you and you have like... That's a code name for three things. Yeah, you put three dead bodies in those bins mail those bitches off to Cambodia. Yeah, that got dark real too fast. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that kind of did. I so, had a course. I had a course. Course are depressing. Yeah, I'm drinking IPAs. It's 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 a rough day beneath the swamp. <laughs> Here's another one. A joint worth twenty four thousand dollars. Damn. Yeah, that's the estimated worth of a three foot long joint that was auctioned off. Uh, for charity by the Stone Road Farms, a Los Angeles-based cannabis company. Why was it worth so much? I'll tell you. The mega-sized marijuana cigarette contained more than a pound of weed. God damn. 
as well as six ounces of concentrate and two ounces of bubble hash. According to the Stone Road founder, Lex Corrin, who commissioned the joint. Uh, Ah. Mm -hmm. I laughed at the word joint. Yeah. (laughs) Did we mention that it was wrapped (laughs) in 24 karat gold leaf? Worth five thousand dollars. I'm okay with that. I've I've seen the the, the gold leaf papers. Those are those are nothing new. That's just yeah. Yeah, we uh we pot smokers have exuberant taste sometimes, and you can roll a joint in 24 karat leaf, and then as you smoke it, the gold drips down. Uh, it's expensive as shit because it's 24 karat gold. Um, Do they roll it in like the Magna Carta or the Constitution or something? I would smoke a, a healthy blunt out the goddamn Constitution. Um. <laughs> As for, as for actually inhaling, Cor- Corbin suggests uh, pothead prudence. Smoking this would be definitely a multi-day endeavor. Yeah. After three or four hits, you're you'd good. be couch locked. You're good. I smoke a decent amount of weed, and I'm like, yeah, I hit that bitch once every day for the, at least a year, and I'd be good because that's a lot of goddamn. Yeah, you'd be good. The giant joint is shaped like an elephant tusk. <laughs> a nod to the charity it was auctioned off for the African Wildlife Foundation. That had to be a fun ass job. <laughs> They're training German shepherds to chase off poachers, and that's definitely something we want to be a part of, Mr. Corrin says. Although it went for 24 uh, grand, only 4,000 went to the charity. That's pretty fucked up, though. Well, I mean, you got to pay for all that weed and gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably pretty pricey. <laughs> uh, they say they may plan a video recording of them smoking the mega joint. Jesus. How many people? Just how many people? I don't know. Well, we should figure this out. <laughs> That's a little bit more than Puff Puff Pass. I think I know it off my 31st birthday. I am not buying you a $24,000 joint. Well, the price range is between $10 and $24,000. So you pick a price point and I'll figure this out. Wait, I'm buying this for when? My 31st birthday. It's a year away. You got time. How about just a bag of weed? I mean, I said between $10 and $24,000. You can pick anything in between. And bag of weed started at $10. So, bases are covered. But if you want to mold it into like a, a lightsaber or something. All right, let's move on to another for drug a, story. X-Men bodysuit. I've always wanted one. We need costumes. That will improve. You morale. want a full X-Men bodysuit? Yeah, that'll improve morale around here. That, that seems uncomfortable. I mean, not the leather version, but the one that, you know. The good oh, one. the first class yeah. yellow and blue one? Yeah. Comic version or nothing else. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Um, the movie version was nice, though. The boots. I like the boots. They were like in between Timberland and military style. All right. Let's take it to a little something harder than weed. Heroin? Yes. You love heroin. Not like I do it, but the effects are Uh Uh-huh. A Connecticut gallery owner was arrested after dropping a 10-foot-long sculpture of a heroin spoon in front of the Purdue Pharma headquarters. He says he plans to, quote, gift more spoons to other drug companies as well as to politicians and doctors. I'm okay with that. I can see where he's going with that. You can't see where he's going with that. What was what was his reasoning for that? Can I guess? Go. Is it because that the pharma companies produce um, what's that thing that kind of drug that makes you after Opio- yes opioids. after you get off opioids you go to heroin? You're absolutely correct, Maj. What's my prize? Is it heroin? That wasn't good. Let's say weed. <clears throat> I'm going back to the story if that's okay with you. Is that okay with you? I <laughs> Fernando Luis Alvarez, who owns the Stanford Fernando Luis Alvarez Gallery, was charged with criminal misdeme- with a criminal misdemeanor and a felony after leaving the roughly 800-pound piece, which was handmade by Boston-based artist Dominic Esposito. He, uh, he left it in the driveway and refusing to remove it. I'm proud of that. That's That's... That's some funny shit. But yeah, it's all a big protest for uh, because they get people hooked on drugs and that leads to the heroin ep- epidemic, which makes more sense than Trump building a memorial to the heroin 
epidemic outside the White House. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, what's the point of that? That makes no fucking sense. What, what's the point of a memorial? Dead white people? I'm sorry, that's that's really the best I got. <laughs> yeah, he, he, his brain isn't that complicated. That's probably what it is. <laughs> I mean, he can't think in anything other than reality show logic, so... Can we stop bringing him up? Sorry. I'm sorry. I think I'm the one that brought him up, but he just upsets me so much. I've had a rough week. I recently learned that, and and, and in a way I knew it, but education, the right to an education isn't a right. You, We don't have a right to an education in this company. Country. Company. Kind of makes sense. And that just really blew my mind. Yeah, the thing that kind of, the thing that kind of really blows my mind about that is that I'm like, so how are we going to keep America great if we ain't educating America? Uh, uh, it, it just leads to the whole thing of education has always been a privilege in this country. Yeah. You can't expect the best of everyone, yet you won't give everyone the same opportunity. Oh, wait, I'm black. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, wow, I was getting all in my feelings for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching documentaries on the 60s, and uh, yeah, times are tough for black folks. And then the 50s and the 40s, yeah. and then the 10s, and then the doubles of the 1900s. <laughs> we get where you're going, my jet. We get where you're going. And then the 1800s, boy, I can tell you some shit happened to black folks in the 1800s. <laughs> and, uh, Let's go to a more inspiring story. How about some inspiration? A Georgia grandmother claims she strangled a rabid bobcat to death after it jumped on her. I'm proud of her. You got to kill something with your bare hands to realize how precious life is. Dee Dee Phillips of Heartland County was taking a picture of her new bumper sticker. <laughs> And uh, she heard the neighbor dog start barking. When she turned around, she saw the bobcat just steps away. The feline then took two steps and pounced on her. The 46-year-old grandmother was then forced to wrestle it off of her without calling for help because she didn't want her four-year-old granddaughter to come outside. That's some dope-ass shit. We should make a movie about her. If we're making movies about white women getting their arms bit off and becoming surfers, we can make a movie about a grandma fighting off a goddamn bobcat. What? Remember the girl who got her arm bit off? and she was, surfer. Yeah, she was a Christian, so they were like, she believed in God and swam back to that. And Yeah, they made a movie about that. And they made a movie about her. I have no idea what y'all are talking about over the movie. Is what? This, is this white girl who got her arm bitten off by a shark? And then she went back and and became a surfer again with one arm. She's an adult now. She has she has kids now. Well, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> but if they can do a movie about that, I agree. They can do a movie about the grandmother wrestling the bobcat. <laughs> and yeah, Clint Eastwood did a movie about the train incident, and he used the, the actual people from the train incident. So we can use her, not the actual bobcat, of course, but she can strangle something. Um. She probably doesn't want to live this. She says, it caught me slightly in the face, but I got him before he could do much damage there. I took it straight to the ground and started <laughs> inching my hands <laughs> up its throat. I knew that I was only, <laughs> I knew it was the only way of getting, of getting out of this, <laughs> to strangle a bobcat to death. Afterwards, uh, she called for help. Her son came out and stabbed it. <laughs> and they called the police. That's some G ass shit. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do. Make sure it's dead. Yeah, come out with a knife and get the shank shank motherfucker. Yeah. While mom's got it in a Kimura? No, Kimura's arm. Shit. Rear naked choke? Yeah, well, no, she said she had her hands around it, so she strangled it with her bare hands, not a chokehold from behind. I wonder what she whispered as the animal soul left its body. Not today, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one night I was drunk and Jesus. I was walking home and I saw the neighborhood coyote. Did you strangle it to death? No, I just started following it and it looked at me like, come on, man, leave me alone. I'm just trying to hunt rabbits. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It was a, it was a funny time. 
drugs were involved, weren't they? No, just alcohol. Okay, that's, that's a drug, Elliot. Okay. I said just alcohol. God damn. All right, so did y'all hear that the U.S. won the World Cup? No, yes. but wait, what? Which never happens. Wait, as in America? I should, we didn't, we're out of this. Are you thinking the soccer World Cup? Yeah. No, I I was thinking the Quidditch World Cup. The U.S. has won the World Cup in Quidditch of more than 800 players. What the fuck? 800 players from around the world, uh, from as far as Iceland. No. talking about this goddamn broomstick under their legs how how do you do the golden snitch part how do you catch a golden snitch if it doesn't move on time there's videos show me a goddamn video you got a fucking phone google this yourself you want to ruin my story and my how dare y'all this was a fun story and y'all just shit it on it y'all don't care about all my hard work that i put into this show you brought this goofy ass shit up, and we talking, about, and you know we talk about white folks, but there's some white folk ass <laughs> yeah. shit. Wait, wait, people, people, can, white people, no, people came from all over the world to play. From what? Germany and Sweden, Hong Kong, Turkey. <laughs> white folks come in all colors Greece, and shades, sir. England. I, I would play Quidditch. Screw y'all. I would play a real Quidditch if you give me a goddamn broomstick. Yeah, but if you had me running around the goddamn. Broom that doesn't fly? No, fuck you. (laughs) Well, screw y'all. I'm going to wrap this show up now. (laughs) If it feels like the world is falling apart, hold on. Majay has found a Quidditch video. Go right ahead. There is college-sponsored Quidditch teams. I'm looking at the Texans, Longhorns, Quidditch team. Uh Uh-huh. Can I share something? Loyola University has a Quidditch team. Why? Why did you all give my story such a hard time, then? Because I thought it was stupid when I when it was happening at Loyola too. <laughs> and my dad sitting here watching videos with a dead. He just looks disappointed. Because if there's tackling, I'm with it. But it doesn't look like there's any tackling. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's field hockey with brooms. It actually looks more like um lacrosse than anything oh my God. Yeah, I didn't it, it just got wider then. wait no, got this wider. is a mixture of lacrosse football and rugby I'm not I'm still very upset at it this is still very goddamn stupid but this no it's stupid I'm done alright I, I can move on to the final story now yes. yes but only after all the ridicule you just that you've had to endure because are you goddamn fucking serious I just watched the real world cup and I just saw Russia lose in Russia you know how many people are dying tonight Oh, they already did. No. But if you feel like the world is falling apart and there's nothing that could be done about it, consider becoming a citizen of the nation of Asgardia and hope it makes good on its promise to colonize the moon. No. The fuck? <laughs> Asgardia was founded just 20 months ago and already has over 200,000 citizens from around the world. It wants to build a population of 150 million within 10 years, and it plans to set up space arcs with artificial gravity (laughs) in outer space where humans could live permanently. Do they know what happened to the Asgardian space arc in in Infinity War? Spoiler alert. (laughs) It didn't go so well. (laughs) My day look upset. to the moon to colonize let them because it's not that fun it's not that easy the moon is not a place to go what? why the fuck would you want to go to the moon it's the closest place yeah but if there's no if you're using legitimate gravity why the fuck would you want to go to the moon any place we go isn't going to have the same gravity I know but it, if you want to make it similar to earth no I went there to bounce you won't, You you went there how high were you back to the story um, I bounced Okay. <laughs> uh, it says its leader, Igor Asherberly. Not following the Russian space. This day will certainly be recorded in the annals of the greatest events in history 
of humankind. Hey, English isn't his first language, leave him alone. Um, Asgardia, named after Asgard, is now live in more than 200 co- countries, which outnumbers the United Nations, which only has 193. Becoming a citizen of Asgardia is free online. It wants to attract the 2% of the world's population that is most creative when they do their colonization of the moon and uh, will also have IQ tests. This sounds familiar. Heaven's Gate? Possibly a little bit of Heaven's Gate. Also some uh, of Lost in Space from Netflix right now because they had to pick the best people to go and people were leaving like their kids behind. Yeah, that I don't I don't like the way this sounds. I mean, I'm gonna sign up because it's free, and then you know if they do go, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going. But you know, yeah, fuck that. Well, you gotta pass the IQ and creativity test. I'm, I'm sure I can do both. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, he also said he intends to have satellites providing internet access around the globe in five to seven years. Space arcs operating in ten to fifteen years. Yeah, no. And finally, to establish a permanent settlement on the moon in 25 years. And be dead on the moon in in five. In 26 years. (laughs) Five years after that. When asked about funding, uh, he says uh, he referred to a citizenship fee, uh, which is roughly 100 euros a year. You can kiss my whole black ass. Uh, a, a spokesperson says it's just a proposal at this stage and is still entirely free to join until anything has been formally approved by their parliament. Oh, they also have three branches of government already set up. They ain't getting paid shit. It's stupid. They're stupid people. But if you think about it, Space Force now has its first enemy. Asgardia versus Space Force. <laughs> Remember, remember in Blade Runner when you see all like like those ships going by saying "Off World, a new life is waiting for you." I remember I was always thinking it's like, "Fuck that! Why do I want to go off world? Like it might be bad on Earth, but why do I want to go off world? Well, I'm gonna be working a shitty ass job, possibly getting killed by replicants and and dying in zero gravity. Fuck that! You have no sense of adventure. I don't. I agree. I have no sense of adventure, and I'm I'm okay with that. You're like the leader. From uh, Marvel Comics. You just sit back and make schemes and have other people do them. Yeah, why put yourself at risk? That is white American way. Thank you for listening to the Inept Supervillains Podcast. Uh, Please make sure you like and rate us on all those social media stuff. Anything you want to add? It's good to be back. I mean... Yeah, I was topless last week. It was fucking delicious. I mean, I've I, been there. That place is awesome. I highly endorse Cafe Barbariba. And also, Misha gets sponsored by Cafe Barbariba. They're not Dude, you notice every woman in there look like an Instagram model? Dude, I was eating food. I didn't give a fuck. My man. <laughs> Anything you'd like to add? Uh, I never noticed that. I'll have to look out for that next time. I have corn in my pocket. I'm, I'm okay. Please tune in next time where we will be just as ridiculous as ever. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Peace and be safe. It's like, oh, we're a new feature weights. Fuck that.